Just met. I'm a friend of your mother's. I came to get you to bring you home. And already, oh. they get along. <laughs> like family. I'm not going anywhere with you. What do you like to do for fun? Oh, you like to wiggle and grunt. Me too. So you and Doyle are getting along well. Ah, he's not a bad kid. We're getting along just great. Come on, give it to me, pipsqueak. We're taking the time, we're seeing the country. And as Doyle himself said, nothing beats traveling the highways and byways. Okay, sugar, what'll it be? What won't make me vomit? <laughs> Give me the keys. This isn't working out. We're not masters of the highway. We were robbed by homebound hookers. Only because you fell asleep and I got excited. You did? I wonder where Dutch and Doyle are staying tonight. Knowing Doyle, it'll be first class. 20th Century Fox presents the story of a boy. I got a deck of racy playing cards. Who lost the child in himself. And the man who helped him find it. Is that your most pathetic look? That's not going to get us a ride. This is pathetic. <laughs> Try it. See, I'm not such a bad guy, huh? Dutch. You're like a great big demented child. <laughs> Good evening, folks, and a hearty welcome to our drive-in theater. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you, one that will provide several hours of pleasurable relaxation and diversion for you and your family. There are always wonderful new pictures to see, delightful snacks to nibble, a gay, pleasant evening for all. We hope you have a wonderful time. Five, four, three, two, one, showtime! Working man Dutch is dating the divorcee Natalie and offers to drive her stuffy 13-year-old son Doyle from his private school in Atlanta to his mother's home in Chicago for Thanksgiving. Doyle is not interested as he blames Natalie for the divorce and wants nothing to do with his mom's new boyfriend, especially given the man's lowly working class roots. This pairing makes for a journey filled with bickering, mishaps, and eventually bonding. Welcome back to and Drive-In. Our feature film in this episode is the forgotten Thanksgiving film, Dutch. You've got Jason here subbing in for Mickey is probably the biggest Dutch fan that I know. And he has the Twitter profile picture to prove it. Mr. <laughs> Chad Young of Horror Movie Barbecue. Chad, thanks for joining me. Hey, hey. Uh, I'm just going to get right into it. What was the first time that you watched Dutch? Do you remember? I, I feel like I, I saw it a little later than I It was probably like 90, 95, 96, 97, maybe. Mm -hmm. I didn't see it when it first came out, but I, I, I know I saw it later on. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember exactly the first time I watched it either. If I had to guess, it was probably a rental. Yeah. It's probably in that, uh, I think it came out on video actually a few years after it was released, like uh, 95-ish. Um, yeah. So that sound, yeah, that sounds right. I, I'm thinking it was a rental at the store. 
and uh, that was the first time I watched it. And I haven't watched it um, maybe a half a dozen times over the years. It hasn't been a, a regular uh, viewing, you know, each year. But um, how many times do you think you've watched it? Too many Since to- the first time I saw it? Gosh, probably at least a dozen or so. I don't, I, I try to watch it every, it probably, I'd say probably like 20 times. Yeah. Because I, I've tried to watch it every single year. Yeah. And that, that's just something I have not done because, I mean, it's, it seems like it's kind of hard to find. I mean, nobody screens it. You go over, <sighs> to, uh, I go over to my real good app and mm-hmm. I, it's, I can't even rent the thing. I mean, it's weird. So, yeah, it's, it's it's very hard to the point that even um, one of the stars online, he uh, Ethan Embry, who plays uh, plays Doyle, he uh, he had posted on he had tweeted out that he didn't get a copy and he doesn't know how to get a copy now. And like he's the <laughs> he's the, the co-star. He can't even get a copy of this movie. That's crazy. <laughs> no love. No love. I'm I'm anxious to really dive into it and um just getting an overall feel for the movie. People that may have not watched it, uh, Mickey has offered, and how I got a copy, Mickey, <laughs> Mickey uh, allowed me to um, uh, view a copy that he has. Yeah. So uh, it, it is available if people sure. would like to see it. But um, yeah, we're going to get into some cast and crew here. Just a quick, this is going to be spoilers. So if you have not seen it and you want to wait to see it, or maybe you want to listen to the podcast to see if uh, oh, you want to go see it, well, we're going to yeah. just spoil the crap out of it, as I always say. So sure. that's just a little warning before we get into it. But uh, a little bit about the cast and crew. It was, of course, written by John Hughes, the late, great John Hughes, and produced mm-hmm. by John Hughes and Richard Vane. Richard Vane uh, produced Harry and the Hendersons, Arachnophobia, Dennis the Menace, some fun uh, movies there. It was directed by Peter Feynman. Now, Peter Feynman, uh, mainly an Australian TV producer, and mm. only directed one other feature film, and that was Crocodile Dundee. That's not bad. Yeah, I mean, that's a, a pretty good track record for your first film. That was a huge <laughs> I would hit. say so. Uh, but I don't know if this film just scared him away from doing any more here in America, but that was the only two that he uh, ever directed. Uh, of course, starring... The great Ed O'Neill as Dutch. Mm-hmm. Of course, we know them all as Al Bundy. Joe Beth Williams as Natalie, who is uh, Doyle's mother, Dutch's uh, love interest there. She's been in lots of films, uh, mainly supporting roles, and TV and TV movies mm-hmm. as well. Um, she was in the Poltergeist. Poltergeist, that's right. Uh, also, mm-hmm. Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, I'm afraid to... Uh, <laughs> 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 I don't know that I know that, but... Sure. Yes, um, also starring uh, Ethan Embry, like you said, known as Ethan Randall at the time. He is uh, Doyle, the the boy. Mostly films in his career, Empire Records, That Thing You Do, Vegas Vacation. He was uh, rusty in nope, Vegas He was rusty. He was one of the rustiest. <laughs> uh, more recently, I got hooked on a, a show on Amazon Prime called Sneaky Pete with uh, oh. Giovanni Ribisi. He was uh, actually Pete in that. TV series, uh, just uh, more of a guest role. Uh, he sure. does come back around, I think, in uh, more or less season three. Uh, the, the whole premise is he's supposed to be uh, released from prison, but he's not. And Giovanni Ribisi, who was his cellmate, takes his identity. And it's 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 a pretty cool show <laughs> if you've not seen it. But 
that's a more recent one for him. Also appearing in here, uh, Christopher McDonald <laughs> as Reed, <laughs> his dad. A very long career for Christopher mm-hmm. McDonald. Mostly the A-hole. And he plays a wonderful A-hole in this movie. Oh, uh, he really does. You know him as Shooter McGavin and Happy Gilmore, of course. Uh, just too many <laughs> more to name, but uh, very good. Also in here, uh, E.G. Daly. She mm-hmm. was uh, played Haley, one of the hookers. She was, uh, of course, Dottie in uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure and uh, has had a pretty prolific voice acting career. Uh, Tommy Pickles in Rugrats. She was in the Powerpuff Girls. And then uh, Ari Myers, or Ari Myers, is the other uh, lady of the night in the movie, Rock. <laughs> and she was, uh, one of, probably her other most famous role was in Kate and Alley as Emma. Mm. So that's kind of the main cast of the movie. Um, going into the legacy of the movie, I, it, there's no real legacy. Like I said, it's mostly forgotten. <laughs> it uh, really is. Yeah, it's funny. Every time I watch it, I think of over the top though. I don't, most people go to like planes, trains or automobiles as mm-hmm. you know, the genres obviously, but I see this more as over the top, you know, the journey Do with you? the son and father going across country, you know, going back home. Uh, I have that comparison in my head every time I pick this movie up. So I won't try to uh, really compare the two other than it's got that same kind of premise to it, you know. And like you said, the traditional viewings for the movie, you know, typically Thanksgiving since it's set at Thanksgiving. And uh, I don't usually even think about it really during <laughs> throughout the rest of the year, except when I come to Thanksgiving, I'm like, all right, I watch planes, trains, and automobiles. What else is out there? Oh, yeah, Dutch. And we'll, you know, try to find a copy of it. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's not exactly like I, like we said earlier. That's not really going to happen. Too bad, you know. You're not going to get a Dutch action figure or something, which would be awesome. But... Well, you know, <laughs> I, those... I, they, did, they did the Married with Children yes. reaction <laughs> figures. And, you know, the Bigo, if you, yeah, Bigo style yeah. figure. Give us a Dutch. Why not? His accessory would be like a hockey stick, you know, and then you could have uh-huh. uh, you could have Doyle there, you know, as a two pack, and then he, you know, swing him along in the with the hockey stick. You know, <laughs> you know if you take the Bud Bundy and you kind of cut his hair a little, there yeah, you, you might be able to do that. <laughs> I like the way you think. Good job there. <laughs> All right, let's go into some of the uh, stats about the movie. And uh, we'll talk about what else was released around it and uh, its box office, all that stuff. So it was released July 19th, 1991. Also released the same day, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Mm-hmm. So, uh, context here. Also for some more context, on that day in history, <laughs> this is horrible. On that day in history was also the day that Mike Tyson was accused of raping the uh, Miss Black oh, American contestant. Um. This is also about the time in baseball that the uh, Florida Marlins are revealing their logo and their first of uh, baseball operations there. Also, speaking of Florida and revealing, uh, about a week after Dutch's release was the infamous Pee Wee Herman incident in Florida. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, my. And then about two weeks after Dutch was released, we got uh, Metallica's Enter Sandman. So... Give you a little context of uh, what else was going on there in the world in July of uh, 1991. Um, let's talk about uh, the box office here. 
So let's, but, let's not. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. You can pretty much call it a bomb. Uh, mm-hmm. Box office mojo said the budget was seventeen million. It uh, debuted at number ten in the theaters, but was only in there for two weeks and grossed uh, just uh, almost four million. So yeah, it it seems like they could have uh, released it closer to Thanksgiving and let it run through the holiday season. You know that would have made more sense, but. Yeah, yeah, it really should have been. Two weeks in the theaters. So it really had no chance of making its budget no. back. None. And I say it was kind of doomed from the start, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I say that it didn't have a chance because number one, the week of Dutch's release was Terminator 2 Judgment Day oh, for the dear. third week in a row. <sighs> Bill and Ted debuted at number two. Then you had. Oh, a uh, 101 Dalmatians re-release at number three, Boys in the Hood at number four, and Regarding Henry at number five. That was your box office that week. Oh, dear gosh. T2. Gosh, that was such a huge uh, movie that, you know, it just got lost in the shuffle. I mean, talk about, you know, being thrown in a river with rocks in your pocket. It's Jeez. It, <laughs> it, like, it just, it, they didn't even give it a chance. Yeah. It was actually released in uh, the UK and Australia. They renamed it Driving Me Crazy. Sure. Um, so I, I guess that's included in that $3.6 million or almost $4 million that it made. But uh, was not not seeing an official like, foreign on that. Like I said, it was not released to VHS until 1995, according to uh, VHSCollector.com. Yeah, I, I don't exactly have a good answer as to why that's the case, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a little fun couple fun ways that uh, it was promoted though. We'll we'll get to that. Um, mm-hmm. Released to DVD in 2005, and it did get a Blu-ray in 2012. Mm-hmm. So it it is out there, I guess, if you can uh, find it. <laughs> and you know what? I tend to remember that Blu-ray sitting on Best Buy shelves forever. So you guys had your chance. <laughs> you guys had a darn chance to get this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into, uh, I guess some of the buzz. Well, it really wasn't a buzz around the movie, obviously, since it, yeah. uh, it tanked critics were not uh, so kind either. No. Um, Cisco and Ebert, two thumbs down. They both thought that I, I, I watched the actual review and, uh, they both thought that Dutch and Doyle were too obnoxious. <sighs> now I, I can understand maybe a little bit with Doyle, and him going over the top with uh, just the spoon up your butt mentality, but yeah, that is Dutch. He's the big kid. He's you know he's he's. <laughs> I, I don't know, but yeah, they did not like the film. Uh, uh, Entertainment Weekly D plus on that one. I was trying to look at some. I was like, these are all just nobody's going to give it anything <laughs> good. No. As far as review. Uh, no. Went over to Rotten Tomatoes. The uh, the critics' tomato meter is seventeen percent for the movie, but it's got a sixty-two percent audience score. So, Smart audience. See, Smart audience. Yeah, if if you know the movie, you watch the movie. Your chances are at least two out of three people are going to enjoy it. Yeah. So that says a little something there that even though the you, you never listen to the critics. I'm telling no, you, just never form your own opinion, people. Uh. Very fun, though. It was uh, nominated and actually won one award. 
from the Young Artists Award, which was known as the Youth and Film Awards at the time. Ethan Embry won for Best Young Actor Starring in a Motion Picture for that year. Mm-hmm. And the film was nominated for the Best Family Motion Picture, but lost to What About Bob? <laughs> Okay. That's the movie it lost to, which is just weird to me. And I, I don't know I if don't it's know. just the if they look at the the kids that were in the movie and how well they acted, I don't know how oh. they judged that, but Maybe. I know there was some kids in What About Bob. It's been a while since I watched it, but I don't think the kids in What About Bob are are better than Well, Ethan no, Embry. I, well I was going to say I don't think that they play a bigger much bigger role than Ethan Embry did in this yeah. movie. Yeah, he's a co star. So Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of awards, let's give away some awards. How about it? Okay. All right. So our first award that we like to give away is our favorite scene in the movie. And mm. I've I've got a bunch of nominations here, but uh I'm gonna let you go first. You throw me out there uh, a scene in the movie that you would uh nominate for a favorite. My favorite was probably the scene with the fireworks. And uh, Ed O'Neill just trying to get Ethan to have some fun. Uh, That's probably because I think that that just sums up the entire movie. Um, The other one, uh, another favorite scene of mine is um, the scene in the diner where he just opens the uh, menu and it just kind of, oh, it makes this gross, sticky sound and it just looks (laughs) gross. It's like, yeah. And she says, like, what can I get you? And he says, whatever won't make me vomit. (laughs) it's just like oh my gosh he's so obnoxious i love it yeah that is a fun scene what what's something i can do that you can't do i can pay for my breakfast so and then like (laughs) right after that he's like how was your water (laughs) your water looked tasty yeah you're that's right yeah we'll we'll nominate that for the best one of the best lines in the movie Uh, yeah uh i love the scene where dutch is trying to get doyle to act desperate and then the you know the hookers finally uh-huh. notice them. But that whole where he's just you know trying to pull those facial expressions together, and uh, <laughs> I get a kick out of that scene. And that was you know kind of in the middle of the movie, and he's finally coming around and listening to yeah. Dutch. Uh, that was fun. Um, <laughs> the scene in the front seat when they're driving, and she's trying to slip off the pinky ring. You know, <laughs> oh gosh, I was. Hoping you would say that because that that scene gets me every time where I'm just like ah oh, like and you can almost taste that lotion oh. or whatever the crap she shoots in his mouth. And, Gosh, it's so gross. Uh, he's just licking his lips and trying to get it. You oh. can see like even after that scene when they get out, he's still trying to get that taste out of his oh. mouth. It's so funny. Um, let's see what else we got here. You want to throw another one out there? That was going to be my, uh, I think the end, the final scene where I, oh, yeah. I, if nobody's seen it, well, I guess, you know, spoilers, but he, yeah. he finally gets, he finally gets one over Doyle. Yeah. And he finally delivers a certain promise he delivered that he said he was going to deliver. Yeah. And it, it's kind of, the it's a satisfying way to end the movie. Yeah. It's perfect the way they end it. I mean, he's just being Dutch, being a kid mm-hmm. again. And wanting to get back at him. So it's it's great. Uh, I've got a couple more. I love it when uh, they're fighting with the security guards. And uh, Dutch is taking a beating. And then he comes back. And he he almost does like his own little Irish whip off the chain link fence. And comes (laughs) back and kicks that guy. And then, you know, beats 
uh, hits one into the other, and you know, there are the security guards, and then he finds the gun, and then he's trying to pull that whole like crazy kid uh, personality on them. And oh my gosh, such a great scene. Uh, one that gets me laughing too is when they're sleeping at the homeless shelter, and he keeps falling through the bed. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just think that's hilarious. <laughs> that and that's such a John Hughes thing too. Yeah, like that yeah, is yeah. such a John Hughes kind of the way that he, they did that is just so. Oh, it's so good. And then uh, I, it for a you know mainly a comedy. It was a pretty heartfelt moment too when they finally get to the house and he runs past the dad to get to the mom. You know, yeah. and I I thought that was a great scene as well to kind of. Cap everything off, but if he finally to... realizes what he has, that's right. Instead yeah, of, you know what he doesn't because his dad is a piece of garbage. Yeah, and you know he's finally realizing that his mom had his back the whole time, and you know he was kind of a brat. So yeah, yeah, I thought that was uh, very well done. So if oh, you're gonna give it to one scene, what scene's gonna get your favorite award? I'm gonna say the lo- the the lotion scene because okay. I think that's the one scene that always sticks. You know what? Oh, gosh, you got me guessing if I had one scene. Yeah, I'm going to stick with that one because that, okay. that, that gets me every time. I think like <laughs> that's kind of like the the big ha-ha takeaway out of the out of the movie, yeah. honestly. Uh, I'm going to pick the fireworks scene just because mm-hmm. it's it's so memorable. And he just acts like a kid out there, shoots <laughs> things off, you know, and then the thing falls in the bag and they all mm-hmm. start going off. And even when he's getting into the car, you know, he's got that huge hole in his jacket. The oh, stuff gosh. is coming out and the, the oh, thing is smoking. So oh, gosh. <laughs> I love that I, we I love picked uh, one of each other's uh, scenes. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was good. All right. Uh, f- next award is favorite quote or line in the movie. <laughs> so uh, I yeah, think so we're both just going to have tasty. I like that. But go yeah. ahead. I'll let you go ahead and uh, throw one out there. Nothing burbs better than bacon. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that made my cut. I had one more, too, uh, that just it gets me laughing. And it's the only time they use the F word in there. But when he's talking to Christopher McDonald at the beginning of the movie, mm. you hurt her, and I'll hit you so effing hard, your dog will bleed. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great line, and it oh. just sounds like something... He would say it's is Al so Bundy, great. which is even better. That's it. That's it. And that's I just could hear Al saying that almost. He mm-hmm. Al comes out of, in a couple points in the movie, but the real kitty stuff, you know, I don't I think that's a little bit beyond even Al. So Yeah. Um any any other favorite quotes or lines? Uh, that that's kind of my go-to line with Dodge, I got to be honest. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, and I again, I just put two down here because I quote, nothing burps better than bacon throughout the year. I mean, it's... (laughs) Yes. That would get my award, so I'm assuming that's yours as well. I don't even eat... Yes, that is my award. And honestly, I don't even eat bacon, but I love that word. (laughs) All right. This is a fun uh, award we give away. Who stole the show in a minor role? So I would say outside of Dutch and Doyle... Who like left the biggest impression on you, or maybe stole the show at some point? <laughs> Who would you nominate here? E.G. Daly. I'll be honest. It, it other than you know Joe Beth and Michael, I don't think that it has the strongest 
supporting cast. I I don't think that it you know it's it's got a lot of memorable. I don't think that the supporting cast is the biggest and the best, but mm. I thought the hookers were great. I thought E.G. Daly, obviously, she was fantastic. So, um, I would I, the, the, I'd I'd say probably the waitress in the diner as well, but for the most <laughs> part, yeah, I'm giving it to E.G. Daly. Okay, I uh, wouldn't we all? Uh, oh, <laughs> someone's been uh, watching Valley Girl again. I see. <laughs> Uh, I would also put Christopher McDonald in here just because, like I said, he plays the best a-hole. He really does. He knocked it out of the park, man. And just the whole scene at the end, too, when he smacks him in the head, he's got that ring imprinted on his forehead and he's stumbling around. And yeah, I mean, he did such a great job of just (laughs) playing uh, the, I can't believe you just hit me and I'm, I'm out of it. Yeah, the end there. <laughs> so I that's the two that I put in there. I put in well, I I put in both hookers because yeah. I think they they both did a good job and uh, he really did. And Christopher McDonald. So if you're gonna take E.G. Daly, I'll I'll take uh, Christopher McDonald in that one. That's fair for the award. That's okay. Fair. And is there really any question as to who's the MVP of the movie? I mean, Obviously, you... uh, part of me I. I'm going to say something controversial. I think it's split right down the middle. Think so? Okay. I think that it belongs to both uh, Ed and uh, Ethan. I think they both play off each other so well, and they both, um, you know, I think that they both stole the show. Yeah. But Ed is really shining here. And honestly, don't get it twisted. Married to Children is my favorite show of all time. But Man, he's he does have a lot more to offer than just Al Bundy because you know you see it here. Yeah. You see that he can be a big, you know, happy kid, and you know the stepfather you'd want, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of step in for you. And but I think Ethan was just so perfect as that spoiled little. Uh, I can't say it. we're <laughs> going to keep it family friendly. Uh, he was a spoiled brat, just so perfect. And Ethan Embry's a great actor too, but. Mm-hmm. Man, it, it, you put him on on screen with Ed O'Neill. It's good. I mean, even Rick Moranis kind of has a hard time keeping up with uh, Ed O'Neill in <laughs> Little Giants. So, but I think <laughs> Ethan did just fine. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I'm not. I, I wouldn't argue with you over giving it co MVPs because mm. uh, there's a few times where yeah, he is a little bit annoying, maybe a little bit over the top on the rich kid routine, but. When he comes around too at the end, it's so great, and I think uh, as the movie goes along, he gets even better. Once they start bonding a little bit more, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Ed O'Neill, just love him in this movie. So, and if this movie were a bigger success, I mean, I can only imagine what his career would have been. And if you, it's funny, side note, you look at the other cast members of Married to Children who tried other stuff at that time and they didn't really do that well. Like David Faustino tried to put out an album, which I, I think people should have just told him not to, to begin with. <laughs> Christina did um, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. I don't think she did too many other movies. Uh, I think Katie was doing her own like one-woman show. In Vegas, I could be wrong. I, I around on mm-hmm. on the on the timeline there, but it just seemed that you know all these. It, it, 
it's kind of a shame because they all are very, very talented in their own ways. You know, as long as they're not rapping, David. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> you know, I, it, it's a shame that this movie didn't do better because I, I, I could see Ed get a lot more roles. And, uh, you know, obviously it did great for Ethan, you know, later on. He, he did so many. He did so yeah. much as well. But, oh, yeah. 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 Ed, Ed just couldn't make it work in the theater, which is sad. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, he he was mainly meant, I think, for television. And even going back, he's one of my favorite uh, guest stars on Miami Vice. I mean, he did a lot of oh, that's uh, right. like supporting roles in mm-hmm. TV and movies before Married with Children came mm-hmm. along. And I think it just took some time to get away from Married with Children because they were so typecast mm-hmm. in there. And you see now, you know, he went on to, I, I haven't really watched Modern Family. Oh, uh, I loved, enough. loved Modern Family until like the kids started getting too old. But he was so good on that show. Like, yeah. I, I, I can't remember if he, I'm sure he won awards. And if he did, they were very well warranted. Uh, the show just went on way too long. <laughs> yeah, see, I never really got into it. I've watched a few episodes here and there. Yeah, but uh, and one of them, I think they did a, I think it was like a magazine cover or something that they had the Married with Children set. Yes. but it was the yes. Modern Family people, mm-hmm. and that I thought that was really neat that they did something like that. But I think it just took the time. It is Katie Seagal later stepped into like Sons of Anarchy, and she was on Lost for mm-hmm. uh, a season or two. And what was it she's doing now that we just recently said? I can't remember what she was cast. Oh, the uh, Aaron Brockovich oh. uh, series. They they cast her in that. So yeah, it, sometimes it just takes time to get away from all that crap. Um, Christina Applegate, too. She was uh, the mom in the new Vacation reboot, you know. And yeah. So I think she's had some sitcoms and stuff along the way, but... Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it just takes a while to get out of that typecast. She did. You know, she, you know what? She was in Anchorman. She was great in Anchorman. I mm-hmm. thought she was fantastic. She is very funny. Like, she is really, really funny. But I think for the longest time, people just thought of her as the hot, stupid, blonde, you right. know, bimbo. And that yeah. was a shame. Okay. Well, uh, uh, next category we usually go through is uh, talking about the MVPs and was this their best movie? Well, Ed O'Neill has not done too many movies over the years. <laughs> this was the only one that I could find that he was starring in. But yeah. just for like the the box office, he's he's done some voices in uh, some pretty high dollar movies. He was in Finding Dory as Hank. He was mm-hmm. uh, Mister Litwack in uh, uh, Wreck It Ralph and yep. the sequel. Uh, one of my favorites is the uh, donut shop manager there yes! in Wayne's World. You know, oh, so good. Glenn, Glenn, I think was yes. his name. He was in both of those. Um, let's see, what else? Little Giants. You said Blue Chips. Um, oh, he was in Blue Chips. That's right. He was supporting in K Nine. What else here? Anyway, uh, the Bone Collector. He was a detective in the Bone Collector as well. So he's done some other supporting stuff and even voice work that has gone on to be a lot, you know, more successful, obviously. But, um, yeah, I, I would say as far as this being his, uh, best role, I think it would be more, you, you would have to choose Al Bundy here. Oh, oh gosh. Um, yes. But in terms of movies, 
I would say this is his best movie, honestly. I, I would I would agree with that. What about uh, Ethan Embry? Any thoughts I on that? I think he is tremendous in this. I would put this above Empire Records, and I love Empire Records. Not seen a lot of his... I, I've seen that thing you do. Um, i trying to think what other Which movies. Which is fantastic. Yes, I it's saw that great, the but it's, that's more of an ensemble thing, too, you yeah. know, and... Yeah, I, I I really can't speak to if this is his you know best role in a in a movie. All right, well let's go on to here's some fun stuff. So we're gonna okay. end on uh, some casting what ifs coming up. We've got some uh, maybe what the next incarnation of the film could be, and then our last segment is did you know, which is a bunch of fun facts I've looked up. Mm-hmm. But as far as casting what ifs, I thought this was really cool and. You're going to have to take this for what it's worth because I found it on IMDb and I don't always trust everything over there on IMDb because <laughs> it's people throw it out there. But anyway, according to IMDb, the first choice to play Dutch was John Candy. I can see that. I can see that as well. And I'm, I can see that. Yeah. I'm sure they kind of went away from that since it's so similar to. Well, it, in, a, in a way similar to. Well, I was going to say plane, trains and automobiles. Right, uh, being Thanksgiving and stuff, but uh, I would have I would have loved to see him in this movie. Oh, that, he would have uh, been good too. Yeah, but it's hard to see anybody else but Dutch now. Okay, here are some other people that were considered. It's uh, was said that Mel Gibson turned down the role. <laughs> no, other people considered Tim Allen. I can Tom, see that Tom Hanks. That would have been fun. I, he that would have been interesting. His comedy career, I, I know he's known for you know his dramas, but I love Tom Hanks's comedy movies. I love I love all Tom Hanks, so I would have probably loved this. Other people consider Jim Belushi, uh, Robin oh, okay. Williams, Robin Williams. Oh gosh, he would have made that work. Yeah, this one I would have loved to see. John Goodman. Ooh, okay. And also Bill Murray. Those were I found all those mm. on IMDb. So I don't know what the I don't the know that I can picture Bill Murray. I really don't think no. I can see him. Uh, I don't think like Bill Murray plays a good like he has good juvenile humor, but I don't know that I could see him doing this and making it mm-hmm. you know as good. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd say they went with the right choice. I could see John Candy making it work because. He had that big, lovable sense of humor uh, and he that presence, but he could be I that big kid, you know. Yeah, I think I think they went with the right person. Okay, so um, any uh, unanswered questions or flaws, maybe you that come to mind when you're watching the movie. You're you're, you're asking me to see any flaws in this movie. You're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> no, um, no, I don't. I nothing really stood out, honestly. There's some nitpicky stuff in there mm-hmm. uh, that I've I saw actually on IMDb and I was like, ah, it's it's dumb stuff. Where in one scene the drinking glass is here, and the next scene it's not. You know, something yeah. stupid stuff like that. So I'm not even going to bother that. But the biggest qualm I have is with the critics, and many of them say uh, that the movie is flawed because it becomes pointless if you can pick up a phone and resolve the situation. And I've read okay. that in countless. I read that in countless reviews and I question whether you've actually seen the movie or not, because the whole point of them is not using the phone to call mom, you know, yeah. they want to like he, uh, 
Like Dutch said, he wants to use his male fortitude or whatever to come out of the situation, and yeah. there might be in a situation where they can't call home. Exactly. So that just irks me to death because, yeah, you know, you go back and watch these movies now, and you can say, oh, if there's only cell phones back in the day, this movie wouldn't exist. Well, but, I mean, if that were the case, you know, I, I'd say 99 Breakfast Club wouldn't exist. <laughs> if cell phones existed, are you kidding? That movie would have just been nothing but them on their phones. And I say that <laughs> as someone who is attached to his phone at all times. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, even back then when the movie was released, that oh, you know, no. you pick up a phone. Well, that's not the point of the movie. So, no, I, I can't see you saying it's flawed because of that. Because that's the whole point of exactly you know, making the movie. Anyway, and Chicago to Georgia. By the way, I'm looking it up right now. 11 hours that is going to drive anybody insane <laughs> so guess what so that means he went from chicago to georgia and then back to chicago or wait did he fly no he drove yeah yeah he drove down so he drove down to get him and then yeah. drove back yeah and so. if you take into stops and c- if you consider that he spent probably a whole day on the road yeah. You know, shoot. I mean, geez, people. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, move into a fun part here. This is kind of the uh, what we like to dive into for the next incarnation of the film. So mm-hmm. should this movie have a sequel? No. Yeah. I. The only thing that I thought of was maybe if Doyle could take over the Dutch role. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, Doyle has kids now and they're... Uh, end up going to uh, one of those rich schools or whatever, boarding schools. And he goes down and, and pulls that whole routine with his kid or something, you know? Mm, or yeah. That, that's the only so. way I could see it coming into a sequel. What about being rebooted? Could a reboot work? Oh, I think you could do a reboot with this. Yeah, I think you could do a remake. Mm-hmm. But a sequel? Eh. I, 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 could, I, I would see a remake. Yeah, I could you probably know. see a remake as well. I don't know if it's big enough name or, or widely recognized to get a reboot, but I think it could work. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That concept would totally work. Unfortunately, now that we have cell phones, it would probably be a lot different. <laughs> right. You'd have to get creative with that, you know, uh, smash your cell phone or something, you know, along the way. and. Oh, yeah. They lose it. Pur- purposely it. not use it. Yeah. So. Uh, what about as a like uh, episodic Netflix series or something? Do you Ooh, think it could work that way? Yes, I do actually, because I think you know, like I said, it, it's like well, it's like eleven hours. Uh, you could turn that into like a little four-part miniseries of them getting home and it like explore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could turn that into a comedy. Sure, I could see that. You could turn that into a four-part series. Yeah, I'd okay. watch that. Yeah, okay. I, I was trying to think of a way to do that. Yeah, I mean, being on the road and obviously a long trip like that, that could be just a short series and mm-hmm. do five or six episodes, like you say, or whatever, To uh, and that would be it. But beyond that, it'd be difficult to to do you know more than one season or something. But, oh, yeah, I agree. You, it would be a one and done. Okay. Well, would you... Uh, Rather they just leave it alone as it is, or would you like to actually see one of those situations go forward? I wouldn't be against seeing a remake or a Netflix, you know, special or, you know, series. 
I wouldn't be against that. I got to be honest. I'm, but I, and, uh, I don't think they'll do it. But if they do, I would totally check it out. I'm right there with you. Nothing sacred nowadays. This is definitely no. not sacred to anybody <laughs> except no, for maybe I mean, us, you know. Or uh, I'm the biggest fan of this movie, <laughs> and even me, I'm just like, you could totally turn yeah. it into a movie. Yeah. yeah, you could even rename it, and you know, just to keep on the same premise, like you said. Yeah. And, it could work so exactly. okay well we're getting to our final segment here on the movie and this is your did you know so i've got uh about a dozen here we're gonna oh go my. uh did you know prior to filming director peter Feynman, who was uh writer and co-producer with john hughes uh they took a road trip also richard vane they took a road trip through uh georgia the carolinas mississippi tennessee to scout out the uh, route of the film's character. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. It says Feynman liked most of the places that he'd uh, seen during the trip, and they ended up in the final film. So hmm. they actually scouted their path ahead of time. The uh, Did you know the school scenes were shot at Berry College in Rome, Georgia, also seen in Sweet Home Alabama and Remember the Titans, among others. Oh, no. So that's a famous shooting location, been in several movies. Um, did you know if you pause it just right when Dutch is going through his wallet in the motel room, you can clearly see a shot of his driver's license, which shows his address and name, which reads David Dooley. So Dutch is a nickname. Interesting. There's never actually any mention of David in the movie. So I, I thought you were going to say it was like Ed's actual driver's license. That's actually <laughs> that very, yeah, that would have yeah, been funny. No, that's, that's uh, pretty wild. I didn't try to do that. I'm just, again, these, a lot of these are from, uh, IMDB. So take them for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go and try that and tell us about it tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you know there were plans to do a sequel, which never materialized? I, I'm assuming after it came out and flopped, that was like, okay, well, no, we're not going to be able to follow this up. But uh, apparently, there was a sequel initially planned. Uh, this no, is I fun. did not know that. The surname of Doyle and his family is Standish. Okay, this okay. is the name that was also used in another John Hughes film in The Breakfast Club. Molly Ringwald's character was Claire Standish. So oh, a lot of people have oh, these oh. these theories of how John Hughes' movies are interconnected. So yeah. maybe uh, the Standishes are related to uh, Molly Ringwald's character in Breakfast Club. Uh, okay, so this is oh, actually, or no wait, I was going to say maybe maybe that is supposed to be Molly Ringwald that Joe Bet. No, well, that's impossible because that was what seven. Uh, no, never mind. Okay, disregard. Yeah, she. Well, her dad shows up in the in the movie, so you know maybe a uh, niece or. Because yeah. whatever could be. Yeah. Uh, this uh, John Hughes was a very busy man in 1991. This was one of four films that was written and produced or directed by him that year. The others were Career Opportunities, which Great. I've never Love seen. That one. I've never seen that. Uh, Only the Lonely. I have not seen that in a long time. I, I need think to I've seen that it. one at all. John Candy. And oh, then okay. his final film as a director, which was Curly Sue. <laughs> Oh, that's right. He did Curly Sue. Was only the lonely. Did that take place in New York? Nope. These were all. I, the next thing I was going to say was all of these took place in Chicago. Yeah. Of course they did. It's, I feel like John Candy did a movie around that time in New York, and I can't remember what it was. Okay. A few more here. 
Did you know in the restroom at the bus station, the old man bathing in the sink is wearing the same shoes as Doyle after his were stolen on the bus? I, <laughs> <laughs> There's a little, that's you have to be paying attention to catch stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so uh, I did not mention Alan Silvestri scored the movie. Pretty prolific uh, for movie soundtracks there. Uh, did you know Oscar winner and Grammy winning producer Quincy Jones actually attended and was part of the recording sessions for the movie, was even he? performed on the piano during a few tracks. So really? Quincy Jones, uh, I-, I thought the, the soundtrack was great. The, yeah, the I thought the soundtrack too, was and good. Yeah, uh, I thought that was great for the movie. All right, this is a fun one here. Dutch appeared in Married with Children twice. I'm talking about the, mm-hmm. the movie. Do you remember these? I the do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the first time is at the end of season six, episode 23, part one of the three-part finale called The England Show. Mm-hmm. Al is on the airplane, and he says, they show us the movie Dutch, and they think I stink? <laughs> <laughs> so they're essentially screening Dutch on their flight over to England. And then... This is the one I primarily remember. Uh, season 9, episode 7, which aired in 94. Mm-hmm. So this is what kind of threw me off because they're in the... It's Alan Pegg in the rental store. Mm-hmm. And there's this huge display of Dutch VHS tapes. And a small sign over Al's face or Ed O'Neill's <laughs> face says, Free video. Mm-hmm. And Pegg picks up the copy, looks at it kind of shakes her head no and puts it back you know (laughs) what a jab you know oh gosh i do remember that one and i think that that's the one most people remember so i didn't know if that was a potentially like a plug that it was coming to vhs finally Mm -hmm. uh this was released in 94 this episode so what i had uh, looked up said it came out in 95 so Mm -hmm. interesting there okay um Next up, we got three left here. We'll be done. Uh, did you know both Ed O'Neill and Joe Beth Williams appeared in the Christopher Walken film The Dogs of War in 1980? I did not. Uh, O'Neill played one of Walken's best friends and a former soldier, and Williams played Walken's estranged wife. So they were in another Interesting. movie together. Interesting. Uh, probably my favorite fact is Ed O'Neill and Ethan Embry played detective partners in the short-lived Dragnet reboot in 2003. That doesn't shock me at all. Did you happen to watch that at all? No. That came on, um, gosh, I I think it was ABC. I think it was ABC at a time when Ed was trying to get away from Al Bundy and he was trying to kind of try and make stuff work. And I think that this was around the time that Eight Simple Rules was on. So people kind of wanted to see Ed kind of pop up on that show and then i think you know he was just trying to get his foot back in the water yeah i we were huge csi fans and uh i I remember really digging csi and then when that came on it wasn't really a team effort but Mm -hmm. uh him kind of getting away from al bundy and as uh you know the main character joe friday and doing the narration between the scenes Mm -hmm. i thought it was a awesome show it was canceled after one season actually i take that back after one season i think they did 13 episodes yeah he switched it up and they brought in a team 
and oh, wow. there was no longer the the narration that you're known for for Dragnet. Yeah, it was more or less their who they report to. Yeah, and Ethan Embry was totally written off. So, oh wow, they just kind of imploded the show <laughs> essentially. The theme song from that, y'all, do me a favor, go to YouTube and check out the Dragnet 2003 theme song. It's so yeah. great. Yeah, I mean it's okay. a. It's just an updated, it's almost like a, I wouldn't say techno, but really cool, almost dance vibe to the, the Dragnet theme. I loved it. Oh, wow. I thought it was great. But uh, anyway, I would actually like to go back and watch those 13 episodes uh, after now breaking down. Is it Dutch. available on like Hulu or something? I don't believe so. Um, as you say that, I'm going to look it up real quick. Well, I'm looking at my real good app, and they call it LA Dragnet, and ah, okay. it is not available anywhere. Ah. At one point, I thought they had a couple episodes up on YouTube, but I'll have mm-hmm. to see if that's still the case. Uh, and finally, here, I, I had no idea until I watched it this time because usually the credits roll, you turn it off. But did you know there's bonus footage of the fireworks scene behind the end credits of the movie? Have you ever (laughs) sat through the end credits? I have never sat through the credits. (laughs) It's great. I got to be honest. So if you get a chance to watch the movie uh, or the next time you do stay through the credits because basically it's extended footage of that whole fireworks scene that comes that it'll pop up, show a little bit, and then I'll go to the credits, and then another part pops up, and I'll just stay through the whole credits once I found that out. And so check that out the next time you watch the movie. Ooh, a lot of people be- miss that. So all right, well, uh, I think that's going to about wrap up uh, our drive-in on Dutch. Anything else you want to add, Chad? I all I have to add is that I love this movie, and if you can find a copy, I highly suggest you give it a give it a good watch. Yeah, it can be if if it connects with you as much as it has with me, and I'm going to try to keep that in my Thanksgiving rotation at least each year. Oh yes, it's it's, it's so much fun. So okay, well we're gonna uh, shut down the drive-in for now, and we're actually hopefully gonna uh, do another one in December. And we'll tell you about that uh, as we approach. But uh, plans kind of in our back pocket to do another drive-in uh, coming up near Christmas. Intent. <laughs> <laughs>